be to take himself and that team to victory lane. Briscoe tried to put on the block, but it was too little, too late. Three wide for the top spot. Stake free and a day he will never forget. Off four, final time, checkered flag is out. Career win number one for Chase Briscoe across the line, and Briscoe will win. Hello again, and welcome to Southern Speed Podcast. I'm your host, Bob Wick from and this month, we, uh, we take a little detour. We, we do something we don't normally do on Selling Speed. We have a guest. That guest is Lloyd Ford. He's a longtime friend of mine in the radio business. We met years ago when he consulted me on the proper use of a direct mail campaign to promote my radio station. He's a programmer, a marketer, and most importantly, a salesman. As owner of Rainmaker Pathways, Lloyd helps radio stations appeal to the largest possible audience, creating a product that gets results for local advertisers. It's a holistic view of radio, maximizing your resources to gain the largest audience possible to pull every possible advertising dollar available in your market to your radio station. You may have seen his weekly sales articles on Mondays in the Daily Radio Inc. newsletter. I asked Lloyd to join me for Selling Speed because I know he has provided guidance to affiliates of Motor Racing Network in the best way to promote, sell, and present our product on the air locally. You may want to share this with your programming and promotional team this month because we cover sales, promotions, and programming in the best way possible for the MRN product on your radio station. Lloyd, thanks for joining me today. Uh, you know, you and I, we came up in the business that same time where there was that definite line between programming and sales. Um, you know, why do you think that that's actually counterproductive when it comes to the health of our business, especially now? You know what? I prefer to actually focus on growth for our clients. That's what clients like anyway. And, and that's really where our attention should be. And for radio's growth in general, uh, look, we all know that radio can be a fun business, right? Mm-hmm. But it is a business and businesses need to have an effective way to catch more robust revenue. We're really all in the advertising business, right? Radio is yeah. so powerful because it's at its best creative, powerful, connective. It's a rapid way to impact active customers with money who will be influenced by their friends at radio. This is not something that I made up today. This is not something that radio goes out and says. This is something that's proven. We know it's true. So so look, I'm going to say this. If you're in the programming department of a radio station, if you work at the front desk, if you're in the promotions department or HR, hey, you're in the advertising business. You want your sales team to do well because it means jobs. It means your job. And and look, it means that we can support the employees and we all want to do that today. In today's world, uh, this won't come as a surprise to anybody in broadcast today. It's all hands on deck. Consider yourself Don Draper, if you will. You're drafted <laughs> to the marketing department. You're in the sales department. You're on the team today. People short sell themselves and think, you know what? I, I can't really help. I'm, I'm not in sales. Of course, programmers, talent can help. If you're in the building, you can help this mission. We are the product. So you bring up a good point. So, you know, programming's job is to create a sellable brand and then sales job is to go out and sell it. And without them being a team, how's that everybody moving in the same direction? So how can programming and sales complement, you know, each other's goals? You know what? Uh, It's really interesting. Um, From my perspective, the better question is how can you not In other words, there are many ways that product and sales uh, complement each other, work together. Smart local broadcasters, they bring everybody into the tent, right? It's all hands on deck. We can all help and encourage each other's success. And that's really 
important today. It's everything from how we make sure that the messaging of the station is consistent and on point, how we apply what we know as radio about branding to help our clients, spec spots and client visits with radio personalities. You know, these radio personalities, they don't always think of themselves as stars, but clients they don't always think of themselves as stars, but clients like to be invited backstage. This is a big thing. When a personality goes on a visit, the client is getting a visit with the radio station. It's powerful. The old days are gone and and look, today programming and salespeople should be doing social. Uh, maybe sometimes together. Social for sales is reaching out to local business owners, liking their post, commenting, sharing important information. Uh, for programming, it's so many things that programming can do because we're public like facing with the audience. And so some of those things can also be sales oriented. Yeah, you bring up a good point. Everybody has an audience, right? Especially on social media, whether you're the the uh, the janitor or the morning guy or the guy that you know keeps the satellite dish pointed in the right direction. You're absolutely right. Well, but so what? I, I think salespeople don't think of themselves as having a role in social media. And I absolutely think, you know what, there's a better way. You're an expert that is interested, hopefully, in helping local businesses. Put that to work for yourself. That's part of your image. So, you know, as we talk about this and everyone being a team, you know, what what is the most important aspect um, that pro uh, from programming that sales can take advantage of when it's when it's selling to its local advertisers? I mean, beyond the spec spots, beyond the visiting of the um, of the of the clients, and maybe even beyond social media, is there other other ways that the two can team up and work together? Absolutely. It's endorsements, the connection with on-air talent and the listener. Now, listen, we are the companion of the listener. That means that, look, they're with us. You know, that word of mouth that you get tossed around, you know, salespeople hear it all the time. It's like, you know, when you're hearing objections, they'll hear sometimes, oh, we got word of mouth. Well, you know what? I don't think you know what word of mouth is until you put it through a radio station. That word of mouth, pow. It is exactly what is important to focus on. If you're not selling that from radio, from our personalities, you're missing out. But look, with the right strategy, you can develop other opportunities between your product and even new products and local business owners, okay? Creativity is the real power of local radio. And, and it's getting lost in a lot of places, I'm afraid. Yeah. Radio has a lot of places uh, where, you know, look, we just better get back to using that creativity for attention and power of connection with emotion. So when you talk about a national brand like NASCAR, how does NASCAR fit into, you know, what a local station's doing? Oh, I love this question uh, because we work with NASCAR stations. And look, NASCAR is a powerful, high passion for people who are into it. Uh, this is not a secret either, by the way. You can go, I, I, think about it this way, okay? It, you think it's a small effort for these people to drive hundreds and hundreds of miles and show up these racetracks around the country consistently? Hell no, it's not. That's a big deal. You only have to go to one of these racetracks to feel the power of that passion. And there are many more people who are not at those racetracks, but they are following NASCAR very, very closely. These folks will watch it on TV. Of course they will. They'll hear it on the radio. Of course they will. And they will not miss it. But look, like your local personalities. I want you to think about the passion associated with specific drivers, with teams, with storylines in NASCAR. If your station carries NASCAR, you have a powerful audio exclusive that is portable. Not blowing that sky high is a huge mistake, but it, it's really a mistake, I think, that some places have gotten used to over time. Now, you know, I'm not picking on anybody, but look, radio has faced a lot of consolidation and corporatization. What comes with that? 
That has resulted in a lot of generic thinking in both programming and sales in many places. You can hear it on the radio. This impacts how NASCAR is presented and how it's sold, unfortunately. But there is an answer, and that answer is creativity, radio's friend. I want you to imagine for a minute that you have an exclusive in your market, something really red hot, and it's obvious to you, right? Let's say that you have the biggest and funniest morning show. Maybe you do. Well, you sure as all get out are going to wrap that morning show all over your radio station and sell the crap out of it. Why? Because it's money. Because you can see it. Well, listen, let's look at NASCAR, right? NASCAR on radio is a money play. If you're not seeing significant revenue growth from NASCAR, I'm here to tell you there's a better way. You have an exclusive with one of the most powerful sports in the United States. Do I need to get into sports? You have sports stations in the United States that can't be heard outside their parking lot, and they are earning hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of thousands of dollars. I'm not making that up, by the way. Sports is red hot. If you have NASCAR, use it. So you you uh, you kind of touched upon you know the uh, the loyalty of the NASCAR fan and the fact that they'll they'll drive hundreds of miles to go to a to go to a race, and that's the core the 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 P one of all P ones because you know I've done the math. If we sold out every racetrack in this entire country for every race there's still over 90 percent of fans that aren't going to the race right so i'll be right there as, for just a second before you ask the question i sure. want to ask this question because i think this is important when you're thinking about nascar because when i first learned it it kind of uh, melted part of my head okay how big are these stadiums, no, that's not the racetrack, whatever, that these races, I mean, how many people attend these races? How big are the stands for these races? So this this is this is a good question, and a lot of people don't realize it because when you see it on TV, it just looks like a stadium, right? Yeah, right. So, so they vary in size, all right? A short track's not going to hold as much as uh, Indianapolis Motor Speedway or Daytona International Speedway, right? You're talking hundreds of thousands of people at, at those yep. super-sized ovals, right? Right. Um, a Martinsville, 55,000, mm-hmm. right? Okay, so it, it varies. Wait, wait, Watkins, so that's like a really good college football team, okay? Yeah, yeah. So Watkins Glen International in upstate New York, a road course, um, it's like going to a race in the middle of a state park, okay? <laughs> it's got about... 40,000 grandstand seats. They'll have over 100 to 130,000 people on those grounds because of camping, because of people that buy walking around tickets, Okay. because you so, don't want to sit in a seat at a road course. You want to kind of walk around and take it all in. And it's an, so, you know, it's a huge event. So now we're at the big time SEC football team level, right? You got right. 100,000 people. Okay, but... But you could go further, can't you? And all the tailgating. <laughs> yeah, right, right. Of course, of course. That's my people, baby. Yeah. So, like I said, even even at that, even with even if we had a hundred thousand at every track for every race, you're still talking over ninety percent of the, the fan base is consuming it in other ways, whether that's radio, whether that's TV, whether that's TV with the sound turned down and listening to the radio, because that happens a lot. Absolutely. Um via social media, however, house of highlights, all the different ways that you can consume the sport. How can the station take this super loyalty, the the most loyal fan of all sports, how can they take this and then turn that around and use that to their advantage when they have this product on their station? All right, so here's the answer, you ready? Mm -hmm. When Rainmaker Pathway Consulting Works starts working with a new client, Our first two questions are always exactly the same. Question number one, where does your money come from? Question number two, where should more of your money 
come from? <laughs> so, so listen, with NASCAR, we have to look at strategy. For NASCAR, that is revenue. That's why you have NASCAR and it should receive priority with your sales team because it is money. I promise you right now, the results you get will radiate around what you reward. If your sellers, and, and look, let me talk to market managers and sales managers right now. Just a little private session, just with us guys. Uh, if sellers see that NASCAR isn't a priority, guess what? That's no surprise. It ain't gonna be a priority for them either. So is your sales manager fired up about NASCAR dollars? If not, why should I be fired up about it? Please, that's not gonna happen. Ask questions about how you're selling it, right? Who is it on your staff that is passionate about NASCAR? What, you don't have that? Uh, uh, let's check in here, okay? Who do you know who is passionate? You know, we talk all the time about recruiting and sales and how hard it is. As a matter of fact, at Rainmaker Pathway, we have a quarterly thing that we do with sales. We have the next one coming up on April the 14th on the Encouragers, uh, the Radio Rally podcast that you can get anywhere, of course. And and we talk about sometimes recruiting for sales with something like thinking is off. Let's think about this for a minute. I just want you to think about an alternative universe. One of my favorite things to do with people. What if you were off just a little bit and it cost you $100,000 in 2023? Mm. Mm. Maybe you need some ringers. You know, go recruit some folks who are passionate, and I mean on fire with a passion of NASCAR love, and get them to sell your product, even part-time. So what? So what? Do you think that having passionate NASCAR people selling NASCAR might have a passionate result? Get them connected with local business owners who are also NASCAR fans. Management focusing on the passion of NASCAR from who's selling it to who's in position to buy. Look, more people, or I'm sorry, more money. So, so look, check this. Does your sales manager and do your local sellers know who the local and regional NASCAR drivers are in your area right now? Is that happening? Do they know? These teams are not just from one part of the country. They're in different parts of the country. Engage, get involved, do your research. We have this thing called Google. Oh my God, it's so <laughs> amazing. Passion is where radio makes money. That's where NASCAR is making money. And that's where you should be making money too if you have NASCAR. You mentioned that you uh, you, you consult uh, a uh, across the country and i know you do a number of formats and and we work with a number of formats but there is one format that rises above the rest when it comes to the nascar fan and it's also kind of in your wheelhouse the the country uh the country format the country radio listener how do you you know there there are huge synergies between the two where do you see those two fans lining up well let's talk about the two worlds for just a minute as if there are two worlds, okay? And <laughs> and I'll share something that I find really fascinating, and you'll see how similar they are and how there's a large passion merge lane. So a few minutes ago, you talked about how these NASCAR fans will get in their car, they'll get in their truck, they'll get a camper, they'll go tailgating, they'll go to these NASCAR events that are halfway across the country, right? Huh. Yeah. Well, yeah. let's forget about NASCAR for a minute. These country fans, they will get in their car and they will drive to Nashville or they will drive to Phoenix or they will drive to Dallas or they will drive to Charlotte or they will drive to New York City, New York City. They'll do all of that. Okay. These two have huge passionate driving audiences. Look, it's potentially huge. The, the connection between these two uh, brands, if you will, in particular, 
depends on where you are, but let's not leave the ground of high passion. You know, we research a lot of things in the radio business and a lot of things related to listener behavior. Great radio brands drive intense passion. And yet here, country fans and NASCAR fans are loaded with it. And everybody knows it. It's not a secret, people. A significant part of the country life group also loves NASCAR. You can see it almost at any country concert you go to. You can see it at any NASCAR event you go to. They are in a merge lane together. So there are opportunities if you have a country station that probably go well beyond other formats. So, yeah, you make a you make a huge point there. It's most definitely uh, that blue collar suburban rural uh, fan, you know, lifestyle. It's a lifestyle. It comes right down to it. It's a lifestyle. You know, we can we can say that and we probably do, you know, because we're making generalizations, but we can say that there are any fans in New York City for country. There's no country station, right? We can say there's no NASCAR fans in New York. But if you look at the DMA numbers, it's the second most uh, uh, m- amount of NASCAR fans in the entire country, just at, at LA's number number one. So, okay, so you're right. No, no, there's two questions here. Question number one, are there any fans? Well, hell, we know there are. And question number two, what are you doing to leverage that? That's radio's job right there. That's where we make our money. 100%, 100%. Um, I want to shift gears here for just a little bit. Um, the majority of our clients uh, here at MRN are independent broadcasters, and I know you, uh, you, uh, you live in that world as well. So what's one thing an independent broadcaster could do to take advantage in their market when they're up against the bigger guys that uh, maybe have every format under the sun in their building? And here I am, I own maybe one or two or three stations. and I'm just, you know, trying to make my way up against the big guys. I got a couple of clients who really fit this mold very, very well, and they know that I'm passionate about this. If you're a local broadcaster that has sustained the onslaught of consolidation and you have dealt with all of the crap that comes with it, uh, look, early in my career, I worked for independent broadcasters. I'm talking about as a kid and growing up as an early adult. I love these people. They are highly creative. They are uh, passionate about their local communities. And look, as consolidation has given us more generic sounding radio stations and a lot less risk taking, something else has secretively happened. It's a secret right now that you face have slowly removed local control and they have massively slowed down their ability to move. Let me say that again. They have massively slowed down their ability to move. But listen, if you're a local radio owner, you can move at light speed. Now, the question is, what do you do? There are a wide variety of ways you can separate yourself from these corporate radio stations and define the most profitable place for your brands in your local market. This is where you must have a solid, very solid strategy that takes expertise, do this with our clients all the time, all across the United States. We help them connect their local radio brands with purpose. We make sure that they are properly positioned. Their products are moving with purpose in these local markets. We literally create a rise in energy, connectivity, and cause things to happen that listeners can feel, clients can feel, and potential clients can feel. And by the way, your market can feel. We especially give local broadcasters advantages that the big companies already have, but we pepper them with aggression and smart choices on how to develop more audience and more electricity around their brands. We work on fame development for their morning show, or we connect them with the right morning show for their product. We electrify their imaging and their promotions and promos, and we give them advice on how to attract more attention 
from the listeners they most want to attract. Radio owners, local radio owners, often use the old models. And unfortunately, look, a lot has changed. Those models can be broken. We make sure that people know we're an affordable choice for them. We listen to them, review their market, and of course, we help them develop a plan to kill it for NASCAR stations. That includes helping them define how to wrap their station in NASCAR advantages and how to leverage the power of NASCAR with these country stations. We do that with other formats too, by the way. We're, we're not exclusive to one format, but look, it's our passion, these local broadcasters, especially at the local, local level through strategy, great execution and affordability. If we uh, if we stay in that in that vein of uh, you know fighting the big guy, um, promotion budgets that years ago you know got slashed. I mean decades ago now. How can a radio station that um, has a hard enough time promoting their twenty four seven format mm-hmm. go out and promote to a NASCAR fan that isn't necessarily uh, a, a listener to that? everyday format that it's on the radio station. Hmm, Very interesting. So first, let's make that first stop. These big corporate companies, they don't have any budget either. (laughs) Now look, I'm trying to remember when a client last said to me, I got all the money in the world and I just want to spend it. Uh, Never. This is a creativity business. This is actually where fully developing strategy that takes NASCAR into your plans can really make a big difference. But listen, advertising and marketing doesn't work the way it used to. Let me say that again. Advertising and marketing does not work the way it used to. Let me explain. Television has lost a lot more ground than people realize. You don't believe me? Check your Amazon, your Netflix, your Disney Plus, your ESPN Plus. Shall I go on? Probably not. You get this. Consumers have also changed their habits in a variety of ways that old school marketers, especially at radio, don't always consider today. So when local broadcasters go marketing, they are often using an outdated playbook that doesn't uh, actually work anymore. That means when local radio does spend money on advertising, they're often wasting it on the wrong things. I spent 16 years, okay, Bob, working as the chief ratings and marketing strategist for a company that literally placed me at the head of ratings teams in a wide variety of big corporations and independents all across the country, okay? You know these companies by name. We developed untraditional means to market these radio brands. And by the way, it's changed a lot even since then. Here's what hasn't changed. Radio needs to be visible. And the worst news, it isn't. Radio today in a wide variety of markets in the US is completely, mostly invisible. And it doesn't have to be. In fact, our clients, for them, This is where major companies are completely flat-footed and vulnerable if your programming is truly correct. That's a big if. And in a lot of places, it's unbelievably an easy fix with the right advice based on science, strategy, and process. We can always talk about uh, synergy with NASCAR and NASCAR vehicles. And look, I am a big proponent of if you have NASCAR, you take that out into your market visually. That's creativity. That's not just money. That's creativity. And by the way, that creativity can be applied to what? Sales, which does what? It generates revenue for you while putting your visuals into the marketplace. Don't be invisible. Radio's problem with marketing. It's what I call um, invisibility. It goes way beyond what I'm talking about. I'll just say that we don't encourage our clients to stay quiet. We don't encourage them to stay invisible. We're here for the party and that party is loaded with revenue. Look, look, please let me repeat to you the reason you consider adding NASCAR. 
It's for the money, okay? The exclusivity of one of the hottest wide open sports radio has ever had. But don't do it unless you're willing to rev up your engines, grab the passion, seek and engage clients who are NASCAR fans. They're out there in big numbers. Get out your creativity. This is old school radio people. And by the way, that ain't outdated. Go get them. So one last question, um, and it's because I have conversations about this, um, at least on a weekly basis. Um, Stations that you know, are working with smaller staffs than ever. Keep hearing this word digital, 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 digital. And yes, they have their social media sites. And yes, they have a website, but they really don't have the expertise in the building to, uh, for the, for the care and feeding of, of all that. Cause it really is a lot, you know, cause you need to be everywhere your listeners going to be. You need to be able to be uh, found on the, uh, on the web by, uh, uh, advertising agencies and, and, and so on this digital landscape. You know, if, if I don't have on my staff right now, or I can't afford on my staff right now, someone who can physically care and feed all these different digital products, whether it's social media, website, what have you. What's the one thing that I can concentrate on to to um, to start this process and to see if there really is uh, local revenue to be had in that space? Killing me with this question. (laughs) This is the toughest one, I'm sure. No, it isn't. This is the easiest question that you've asked me. And I if you're listening to this right now, I swear to you, you need to listen to this answer five, ten times. And then you need to play it for everybody in your building five or ten times. There is a ton, a ton of revenue out there for local digital. Don't kid yourself for one second. The digital thing is very serious. And I feel, unfortunately, that many local operators are underestimating the importance of digital today. So I want to be exceedingly clear right here. This is the kind of thinking that we have at Rainmaker Pathway. So if you're not interested in this, never call me because <laughs> this is the kind of stuff we talk about. You should have a strong digital strategy, and there is not one single radio station in any size market anywhere in the United States that can't have a digital suite of products for local clients. Your local clients are already buying and have been buying digital for a long time. This ain't, let's do a little something and see if there's something out there. There's a whale out there and you're about to be landed on by that whale. Look, using digital uh, uh, all around you are all of these local clients. Wake up. This isn't a coming trend. We're in the middle of it right now. Notice I didn't say we're in the beginning of it. People are starting to adapt it. No, we are in the middle of this. At yeah, now when Google and Facebook and all those guys, Amazon are the top three advertising no, vehicles. No, yeah. no, 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 of course them. But listen, uh, let me go further. There are local advertising agencies, little digital agencies, mom and pop shops, you know, like radio used to be, that have just popped up in local markets. They're probably in your market right now. They're probably generating hundreds of thousands of dollars that should be going where, Bob? To (laughs) To the radio station, yes. To you, because we are the badass radio business. Okay, so let's do this. At the same time, you're talking about Uh, You're asking about a variety of touch points on social and websites and more. This all goes back to the first two questions that we ask new clients at Rainmaker Pathway. Where does your revenue come from and where should your revenue come from? We say this to clients all the time. Listen to me. Once you have a radio station, you can get anything else you want. I swear to you right now, I can prove that to you in any radio station anywhere in North America. I'm not kidding. The the best of them, we know that in radio, we use our creativity 
and storytelling to excite clients into buying and developing deeper relationships with us. To do that, yes, you should find out how to offer digital products, but you should intertwine them with your over-the-air products. Now, this is how to keep your profit margin high and your stations front and center in conversations that can often go digital pretty quick. Want to talk about digital? I'm not talking about people at Procter Gamble. I'm talking about people down at the cleaner and people down at the uh, you name a business. They want to talk about digital. I talk a lot about this example. Okay, Brian Monahan, who is the chairman of Bank of America, he preaches to their employees about going three to six products deep with clients. Why does he do this? It's because he thinks about the future of Bank of America as much as he thinks about today's revenues. Because he knows once they're in that deep, they're never leaving DOA. What are you doing to attract local clients to deeper depth with your company for advertising, marketing, endorsements, digital, social events, and more? You have a radio station. That's a license to print other businesses. Literally, you can expand into other lanes. You can do anything. You are a promotional entity. This is an essential question, right? What have you been doing and what can you do? A lot of people need help. It's one of the many areas that we focus on at Rainmaker Pathway Consulting Works that has allowed us to develop beyond what you think of as an old traditional uh, old school programming consulting practice. Okay, what they used to do in the old days, it just isn't the same anymore, at least not with us. We help clients connect the dots. That's money, by the way. We're in the advertising business. Strong clients who grow revenue remain with Rainmaker Pathway. That's what motivates us. We're selfish, just like everybody else. And we encourage our clients to win. You just said one of the truest things about radio today. There have been so many budget cuts, and we don't remember when the talk wasn't about budget cuts. So fewer people equals fewer opportunities, right? It all depends on your strategy. My strength. clients develop more value, more opportunities, use of what I call creative destruction to turn corporate competitors asunder. Your wins are waiting for you on the field. Do you have the right strategy? Are you partnered with the right advisor? That's the only two questions that you really have to answer first. And before we leave this ground, I need to say this about all the budget cutting and all the we don't have enough people and all that. Maybe you're not thinking about revenue in the right way. It is my personal belief that if you own a radio station anywhere, especially anywhere that has any size at all, I'm talking about if you have 20,000 people in your market, uh, you should be listening now. If you have 100,000, 500,000, a million, uh, your ear should be ringing by now, okay? You should have your own local digital agency. It should be a separate business in your building. The head is okay to be your market manager, but uh, your sales manager probably shouldn't be your radio sales manager. And you should hold them accountable for what? Digital sales. And, and this is already happening in your market. You're getting your butt beat by some people that you don't even know who they are. Get on Google and find out who they are. And then find out how you can do this. And you can add people who are experts at creating digital for clients, at creating digital for your in-house, at creating digital opportunities that grow your revenue. Imagine you, but with um, another million dollars a year in revenue. Doing okay over there? I think you <laughs> So... For a guy who preaches revenue, 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 I, you know, I did a little uh, research on your uh, Rainmaker Pathways website, and you seem to have a lot of free uh, information on there, stuff about programming, whether it's morning shows, stuff about, uh, you know, defeating uh, sales objections, even st stuff is, you would think, seemingly obscure uh, when it comes to, uh, but it's really a work-life balance thing, you know, a way to, you know, ways to not be so addicted to your phone. You're giving away all this stuff for free. Uh, why? Why are you, why are you doing that? 
Well, I, I warn people all the time about RainmakerPathway.com. I say, look, we're really passionate. If you're not into passion, you probably don't want to go over there and see what's going on. Okay, <laughs> we're, we're big believers in separating your brand in a positive way from your competitors and creating enough space between them and you so that listeners, advertisers, and the community can feel, see, and hear the difference. Look, many people in the radio business get the, quote, we have to be different from them, unquote, thing. Most think they have separated themselves enough, even though evidence shows again and again in all these research projects all across the country that listeners can often not tell a speck of difference between radio stations, especially country stations. We also see examples where broadcasters have put their brands in Trying to be different without a scientific approach, right? So mm-hmm. they're not involving listeners in their process. Still, you don't want to get outside of a normal expectation of what listeners expect from a radio station in your format. You can be famous for something good or famous for something bad. Usually being famous for something bad doesn't make you money. Again, NASCAR has a passionate fan base, but you have to respect the base. Think about this. It's like having a great Christian radio station. If you have no Christians running the great Christian station, guess what? You don't have a great Christian station. You will find it to be this complete mystery why you can't attract Christians in big numbers to your radio station. I know why. Why should it be any different if all your people phone in NASCAR? or whatever your product is. It isn't different. If you're a NASCAR station, it's time to power up. That means put revenue focus where it belongs, on the passion of being the exclusive NASCAR station in your market. Be dependable, promote NASCAR, get clients involved and immersed inside the sport of NASCAR. Get creative and be seen and heard in your market with NASCAR, right? Now, you asked the question, why are we giving away our stuff for free? It's pretty pretty simple. We like doing that. We're very passionate about local radio, and we want people to understand that, A, uh, yeah, we give a lot of stuff away. We want people to come to our stuff however they do, get used to seeing the way we think. If they like it, we're not for everybody. If they like it, imagine how much better your life can be with a partner who is constantly, constantly not thinking just about programming, but thinking about value. We're in the value business. And so we know if we put these things out there and we help people, I talked about it before a little bit, where I talk about this theory of abundance. We think there's enough for you to get free things from us, and then you'll want what else we have because it means more money for you. Forget about what it costs. We're going to make it affordable for you to work with us. Okay. I mean, we're just going to do that. But the real secret about us is what you find out when you start working with us and you start seeing where the where the revenue starts showing up. And you're like, whoa, wait a minute. This is different. And it is. So you've taken your own advice and you've uh, zigged where others have zagged when it comes to the radio consulting business. I do. I do believe in that. I believe you have to be different. And I and look, I avoided consulting for radio for a long time. I Rainmaker Pathway was opened originally. You find this out on our website. We originally opened it up. Uh, we did some consulting with, uh, for instance, uh, 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 an app for the concert industry. We did some consulting on regional television stations. We did some consulting for businesses who want to get more attention and might want to use some of the tactics that all of us are familiar with in radio. But the time has come where people in our business need more services. They need more strategy. They need to find ways to save money and also create better products. And that's not always being done today. A lot of the saving money is destroying products and people end up with no jocks on the air. There's nothing going on. And they're like, I just don't understand why my station's not doing well. I do. It's invisible. 
You don't have anybody on the air? Something's wrong. We can show you how to do that for pennies on the dollar. And you know what? That's worth doing. We like it. Well, Lloyd, I appreciate all the time uh, that you've spent with me today. And uh, uh, I, I, I just, uh, I, I'm, I'm in awe of your passion for for radio. And I think that's uh, that's an important part of any independent broadcaster or any broadcaster's uh, uh, DNA, right? Right, right. Well, listen, I, I do think it's incredibly important and it's something that's really getting lost, right? So uh, can I say one more thing to you here? Sure. At Rainmaker Pathway, we're a little bit different, a little bit left to center. It's okay. We're going to be all right with it because we don't mind focusing on being in the advertising business. We have some pretty simple philosophies. But one of the things that we believe is that radio really needs encouragement. Uh, I promised you uh, that, you know, look, when we talked about opening our programming practice up, uh, we knew that we needed to put certain things front and center because we didn't see them as much as we think uh, look, these things are critical. So here's our philosophy. People first, strategy and process next. Make sure we continuously offer our clients encouragement, the whole team, not just programming, then accomplishment and celebration. And then guess what happens, Bob? We do it again. That's <laughs> what we do. We're literally looking for ways to help local broadcasters all the time. It's our passion. I have this belief. I call it Lloyd Ford's theory of abundance. And yes, before you ask, I made it up. <laughs> I was going to ask if it was trademarked. <laughs> right. Well, it's not. But but look, that theory basically means there's enough for all of us. You don't have to be my client for us to help you. Okay. I am passionate about local radio and local radio owners. Of course, we want you to succeed. We do offer a lot of awfully free resources on our site. Everything at RainmakerPathway.com from podcast uh, to live events, sales seminars designed to help anybody boost their revenue this quarter and through the rest of the year. We do this all the time and we have a series called the Encouraging Sales Success Series. It all starts on our website at RainmakerPathway.com. None of this is prospecting for us. Of course, do we hope that people see the free stuff and some will say, imagine if that guy was my programming consultant. I want to win like that. That's what we do. We are into helping people win and we want people who are looking for more. Uh, this isn't about money for us. I don't work for money. I, I'm also not embarrassed to be paid for creating value for our clients. We work hard to find ways to work with you. And our focus is making our clients go, dang, I can do a lot. I could do without a lot of things, but I'm keeping them because they work. I love them. And it's because of our passion. Uh, we, we are passionate about continuously showing our clients that that you can grow your audience, you can grow your tribe, you can grow your revenue, and we can help you do that. It's our goal every day. It's how we earn our living, and we're proud to do that with local radio. Well, thanks, Lloyd. Thanks for the time. And uh, how can somebody how can somebody get in contact with you? Well, you can start at RainmakerPathway.com. That's the easy way to do it. Uh, and uh, that's RainmakerPathway.com. And you can also call me anytime, which is uh, 864-448-4169. I'd love to repeat that because people like to write stuff down, right? 864-448-4169. And of course, you can email me anytime, F-O-R-D at RainmakerPathway.com. I certainly love what you do, and I love our conversations together, and uh, I'm excited about what can happen for a lot of your clients and my clients that marry country music and NASCAR at the speed of sound. A lot of stuff to chew on from Lloyd Ford, and we appreciate him being a part of Selling Speed this month. Once again, if you'd like to find out more about what Lloyd can do for your business, check him out at Rainmaker Pathway. And now my favorite time of the podcast, we take a look at our featured team member. This month, 
It's Alex Hayden. Ryan Blaney using the Roush Yates horsepower. He'll pull to the inside and take over the race lead again. You know, most of the radio stations that I talk to don't realize that the MRN Air Talent are all independent contractors. And only a couple actually reside in the greater Charlotte area where Motor Racing Network Studios are located. The guys fly to each race from wherever they may live across the country. From Rancho Cucamonga, California, it is the Motor Racing Network's Dan Hubbard. And into the view of the always wild Kurt Becker from Altamont, Illinois. Now let's go back to the gentleman in the broadcast booth. Once again, Jeff Striegel, Alex Hayden, and Todd Gordon. We start at the exit of Pit Road. The Motor Racing Network lead pit reporter from Halstead, Pennsylvania, Steve Post. As independent contractors, many have other jobs during the week. Recently, Alex Hayden was the subject of an article highlighting his and I quote, other gig, as a play-by-play announcer for the University of Mount Olive near his home in Goldsboro, North Carolina. I hope you can take some time to read it. I've put the link in the show notes. It's a nice glimpse on Alex's life away from the track and about how he's giving back to future broadcasters. Alex Hayden has spent over a quarter century calling races at MRN, and currently he shares the booth on Sundays with Jeff Striegel, and NASCAR Hall of Fame member, Rusty Wallace. And that does it for Selling Speed, the podcast for March 2022. I hope uh, you're able to share this with your programming and promotion staff this month. A lot of stuff to go over, a lot of ways to make your radio station really, really sing when it comes to our information. Remember, you can subscribe to this podcast for free at all the major podcast platforms. We'll talk to you next month. Happy Sunday.